Hello everybody and welcome to Casual Cognition. We have an awesome episode for you today. I interview another stranger from the internet with fantastic results. Eric and I talk a lot about spirituality and get into roundas and stories and sayings and all that fun stuff. You'll love it. And we also get into community and music. So stick around. It's a great conversation. And we hope you enjoy it. And we're live. Round hey, two. what's up? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Had a little technical snafu, but that happens sometimes. It's no big deal. Yes. Eric, so much welcome to the podcast. Thanks for Thank coming you very on. Much. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure, really. Yeah, this really, is really nice to be here. This is the second time I've done this. Um, I've had a, I went into the Duncan Trussell Discord and I kind of shouted into the void and asked if anybody would <laughs> like to come on the podcast. And uh, I got a couple of takers. Last week we had uh, <laughs> Elaine on, and this week we have Eric on. And yeah. I think it's just such a fun thing to do, and and I am I'm so blessed to get to uh, meet cool people in this way. So uh, thanks again yeah. for coming on, Eric. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. It's a really uh really fun community. It's it's something nice to have, you know, just like a kind of like a support group, you know. Yeah. To call it. <laughs> yeah, I remember you just saying to me that you were talking to uh to Elaine the other day, actually yeah. before we even. Yeah, that was crazy yeah we just have like these little podcasts in there yeah every now and then yeah i've gotten to talk to a lot of people on there and they are just so fun they're such cool people and yeah uh, i guess i guess that makes us cool people too because we're a part of, <laughs> of course of course yeah it's exciting it's exciting mm -hmm. we got the uh the book coming out soon i don't know if oh <laughs> You know about yeah. that. Oh <laughs> I was planning on writing some. I, I wrote a little like a little snippet, but I, I didn't I just couldn't bring myself to write it into a full thing. <laughs> I enjoy a little writing now and then, but I, I couldn't bring myself to write erotic cryptid fiction. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my gosh. It was it was a really uh it was a, a joy writing it on my end, you know. Really something different. Something it sounded fun. fun. And I, I heard, yeah. I read some of, of people's and I was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is so cool. Oh, yeah. No, and, and the coolest part was whenever Duncan would actually read them mm -hmm. in his uh, on his live streams. That the Praying was, like, Mantis one. Did oh, you see God, that one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was mind blowing. So good. So, yeah. It's crazy how much talent is in. Like, how good writers some of these people actually yeah. are. It's insane. What we're talking about, <laughs> folks, is is um, there's a there's a little crew here with um, Duncan does Friday um, family gatherings. And for a little while, we've been talking about um, this this collaborative book that a bunch of people here are making where they're just writing short stories and poetry um, about, as I said, erotic 
cryptid fiction. <laughs> <laughs> so Indeed. lots of Bigfoot stuff. Loch Ness will be monsters. coming out soon. <laughs> it will be it will this will be actually published and available in stores. It's gonna be amazing. I think it's there's a, gonna be a second volume too, which I, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna actually try and get into because oh, it'll be yeah. fun to actually be published, but um, the possibilities are endless. Now. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> yeah, it's so, it was so fun to read some of those. Oh yeah, but... man, and I th yeah, I think we're gonna try to like put it maybe on Audible or something <laughs> like that. Man. Now that's something <laughs> I I didn't actually see see that because that's something that I oughta I oughta uh, ask to contribute to is read some of them. Oh because yeah, exactly. I I would love to to be the voice actor for some yeah. of these. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's some of the fun stuff. Uh, Hank and I have talked about this. Hank's my co-host. Hank and I have talked yeah. about this a lot about how cool it can be to have these like online internet communities because yeah. there's a big lack of community in in the world right now in general. Yeah, and you know we sure. can't always do the same things that um, a true community would do. You know we we can't always like provide um, material um, help to to each other. But although that's happened sometimes, but we there's like and a lot of like actual like aspects of the community that happen in that place. You know there's there's connection, there's emotional support there's collaboration there's artistic stuff that goes on and obviously yeah. there's stuff like what you and i are doing you know we're 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 making something together here because we were brought together by that community and yeah. hank and i really believe that that's one of the most important things that the inter internet really brings to um to humanity is getting to like oh yeah create these online communities and we love yeah. the, the idea we'd love to try and accomplish that as well or at least contribute to it yeah for sure yeah like for i still remember like the first time that i like even found out like about ramdas for example like the one time that duncan we talked about ramdas mm -hmm. and i'd be like i'm just gonna look him up he sounds like a cool guy you know so oh i just look him up yeah you know obviously life changed and it changed <laughs> because like now you are aware that there is like these types of people out there you know and there's uh like this is just one person you know what i'm saying like it has to be so many uh so many people out there who are also into this type of stuff you know and information and, and spiritualness yeah. and and it's just having a podcast, for example, and and communities like Discord that literally share um, libraries of <laughs> yeah. of crazy information uh, of like from magic all the way to uh, the SpongeBob movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's oh, such man. a yeah it's such a awesome way to learn about stuff that you would never learn about you know yeah inside duncan, your normal community duncan introduced me to ram das as well and 
it like you said it's like it it's something that he would just throw out kind of casually and mm. like you said it's like when you really get into it it's pretty life-changing <laughs> yeah <laughs> to listen to Ram Dass talk you know I yeah. have a copy of uh I have a copy oh, right here actually uh, I gotta be here now right here of course <laughs> man. I got mine in the other room of oh, course man. yeah the, oh my god that was like a symbol of of being like on the path you know what i'm yeah. saying it was so cool like and whenever like you would start to see this book like in really strange places like the other day yeah this yeah i see it every now Rogers. and then I'm, i'll see it somewhere <laughs> i don't expect it i'm like ooh, ooh, ooh. right like oh that's where are they <laughs> yeah like i remember watching this music video of mac miller and there was just this one shot of like his piano and he was playing it on top was be here now oh like the wow book. i was like this guy this rapper is just like <laughs> <laughs> there's one be here now. that's insane yeah there's this like there's almost like a little wink that happens in between yeah. people who oh, yeah. have gotten into that stuff or it's just like oh you you know we're doing our <laughs> thing we're doing our thing but you know <laughs> oh god exactly man yeah it, and it's so cool when you um well personally for me it's really cool whenever you show someone that book who's never heard of oh, it yeah. or seen it for me that's the best you know it's like oh you're just like, really cool man what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a psychedelic trip just reading it's it so yeah you, you have to leave it with them for at least like a few months you know just <laughs> i've given away like two or three copies and i'm always yes. like hey if you don't if you're not into it if you don't like it you can give it back and i never hear i never hear anything about it again <laughs> like, yeah. like once they read it they're just like oh no i like this yeah it's crazy man yeah same same here my I remember i just went to a friend's house and he had found this weird book in this abandoned library it was be here now and he like pulled it out and then i went to his house one day and I have no idea. I think we were talking about Ramdas. I was telling him about this awesome guy that I found. And he was like, yo, I think I have a book by him. And he pulled it out and it was that it was be here now. And he gave it to me. <laughs> he was like, That's here you awesome. Go. I was like, oh shit, cool. Well, you know, um Ramdas uh he says that in a couple of different talks, he says that it's like like Maharaji is like in that book. And he kind of decides where oh, it goes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what that's what Ramdas like that. said. He was like, "It's it's his book, and he decides where it goes." I think that was wow. his exact oh, that's quote. right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's I don't know how much you've um, read about Maharaji, but it's there's some really cool stuff out there about him. Raghu yeah. Marcus, uh, who hosts? Have you have you checked out the uh, some like the Be Here Now Network? Oh yeah, I love Be Here Now. Yeah. <laughs> the Be Here Now network. Yeah. So Ragu does. Uh, he talks some stories in the, like in the earlier episodes of his uh, his podcast, uh, Mind Rolling. Mm. He talks right. about Ragu a lot, and then so does uh, Krishna Das. But um, I love those stories about Maharaji, and you know we've been talking yeah. a lot about these guys. Maybe we ought to we ought to explain to the listeners a little bit. Um, <laughs> so uh i i have actually i did do a a 
not too deep, but kind of a deep dive into Ram Dass in a previous episode. I did a little biographical segment of him. So if you've been nice. listening to this podcast, you probably know who he is, but um, he basically was a Harvard professor that went to India and uh, he, he actually spent a lot of time <laughs> around Timothy Leary and him and Timothy Leary um, did a, a the, the Harvard uh, LSD experience together. Back, back then, Ram Dass was uh, Richard Alpert and they both got kicked out of Harvard. Timothy Leary kind of became this, this like acid revolutionary and uh, Richard Alpert went to India and met this guy named Maharaji, Neem Karoli Baba, and became basically like a sort of Hindu missionary to the United States and spent a lot of time doing talks all over the country and um, wrote this book, Be Here Now, and the the actual text of Be Here Now is a, a transcription of these talks that he did um, back in, I think, like the 70s, 70s and 80s. Uh, but I think the Be Here Now ones were in the 70s. And they he claims that um, he was essentially channeling Maharaji in those moments. Like mm -hmm. he was talking, but Maharaji was really talking through him. And it be here now. The the it's it's this very strange book. It has like all these explanations of yogic and meditative practices, but the middle part are these brown pages that have all this art and stuff. And the the text is is written in this very strange way, where it it's like a part of the images and stuff. And reading it is absolutely mind blowing. It can <laughs> like just going. You can go through it in a day. And but reading like that day may change your entire life because the 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 text is just wild, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so yeah. beautiful. So that's yeah. what we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah, um, like I said, there's a little wink in between people who are into this kind of stuff. So yeah, I like to give people a little rundown sometimes uh, who mm. aren't familiar with what I'm talking about here. So, yeah. Ram Dass, very famous spiritual leader, died a couple of years back. Um, just a wonderful person who's who's spread joy and uh, and happiness throughout the world for decades. So yeah. we we love him in the DTFH community. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I actually have the book that he wrote with Timothy Leary called "The uh, Psychedelic Experience." Oh really? Yeah, when you mentioned that they work together, yeah, on the LSD experience, it's really it's a it's a crazy book. That book is also really weird. It's, I haven't uh, read that one. That one is the the cool thing about it, man, is that it's um, it's a direct translation from the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's it's really cool, and and the way that they did it is like the Tibetan Book of the Dead is it. It's a book that the Tibetan monks read to, or just like the people read to other people when they're dying and like kind mm. of guide them into the next incarnation and stuff. And so when they translated that, they actually changed it. And well, they didn't change it at all. They just made made it seem as if it was interpreted for uh, 
psychedelic experience instead of for a uh, instead of for a dying experience you know ah, that's cool <laughs> it's really cool because like um the experiences are supposed to line up or yeah well or something like that <laughs> i don't know how much experience you have in psychedelics but i've certainly seen some parallels i've never yeah, died it, before but one can only yeah. imagine yeah exactly it seems also, it seems almost like it seems almost as if there is a death happening mm-hmm. somewhere inside when at the at the peak of these psychedelic experiences you know yeah so it's really it's really trippy to think about it like uh like a death experience and you know with the whole like you um, leave your body you know yeah <laughs> that's the big i think that's the biggest parallel like your body goes away and your consciousness oh, yeah. is somewhere else yeah and the the trippiest thing for me is that in the in the book there is a section for like coming back like after returning from the death yeah. <laughs> i'm like what and it was like okay now you will no, you will kind of like choose who you will want to be or who like re re rebirthing or, or essentially like uh, uh being born again as yeah. they say. Where do you yeah, want to go? A, exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy book. I've never actually used it. I was, and it's supposed to be used as like someone reading it to the person who is experiencing it. Mm. Yeah. So you you've had some psychedelic experience then I assume. Me no no never you've never no, done any any psychedelics. No no never. I no I would know. never yeah no 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 of course not no way no what the police aren't listening here okay <laughs> we've talked quite a bit about doing psychedelics on this podcast we actually went around our uh, we went over our first uh, or our favorite acid experience <laughs> stories in one episode oh wow well, i want to um, listen to that one oh yeah it's a good one I'll, I'll i could send you the link but um yeah we've we've talked quite a bit about it and we we gen- generally think that it's something that needs to be legalized and needs to be um discussed and put into the public oh, eye yeah. and thankfully there's been a lot of actual studies especially around uh mushrooms and mdma recently uh-huh. that are coming out with great results um mdma has made it yeah. through phase three trials so they're um it's yeah. they're 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 already doing legal um mdma therapies right now and mushrooms are on the way obviously mushrooms are legal in california now yeah so there's going to be there's going to be I, I truly do believe that there will be kind of a, a revolution in the um, in, in psychedelics in the in the public sphere, because it, yeah. it's you're just starting to hear the hints of it with like people like, oh, yeah, maybe you don't get high, but you just microdose because that yeah. can do things it's just like, OK, you can microdose, but maybe you yeah. ought to macrodose and really blast your brain out. And that'll yeah. that'll really get you good. Trust me exactly and it's it's a thing that has been around for like longer than humans have yeah yeah. it's always (laughs) we've used it so much in our uh in the world and experiences and pretty much every culture has their own psychedelic experiences exactly the shaman it's literally like 
it lives around this experience mm -hmm. you know and it's it's for example the, like i don't know if you read any mckenna terence mckenna oh yeah but for example and and of course i like to keep uh like duncan likes to say robert anton's wilson's advice of at these types of uh, situations it's best to remain agnostic like that's the best yeah uh, <laughs> don't 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 attach too much meaning exactly you know don't or or if you do attach meaning don't just assume that you're correct yeah yeah exactly yeah but like these these substances a lot of people will say that it is what literally made us evolve into into human beings you know yeah it's what helped us what yeah. gave us that i've heard that the old stoned ape theory it's a good one yeah <laughs> it's a good one oh yeah yeah the sure. idea that um basically that when we evolved into like bipedal apes mm -hmm. we were following and and started to like actually hunt and gather we were following herds of like ancient bovine um on on the plains of africa and we were like because those cows would shit and cow shit in a lot of areas if the mycelium is there if the spores are there cow shit will grow psychedelic mushrooms oh yeah. so we'd be following the cow herds uh, or mm. the bovine herds they weren't obviously modern cows they were you know ancient yeah. bovines and we'd be picking the mushrooms out of the cow shit and someone oh, yeah. turned out to be psychedelic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and exactly. That's not even really like like that did happen. The question is whether mm -hmm. it actually evolved our brains more, but that definitely happened. Like there's plenty yeah. of instances of modern hunter gatherers getting mushrooms out of cow shit. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It happened. We were definitely chowing yeah. on mushrooms back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So something that I um, feel like is coming with this revolution of psychedelics is also the, like, when we start regulating it differently, of course, with some sort, we, I, 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 I have a feeling that, like, for example, by the time I have kids and maybe they, uh, I don't know, they... <laughs> They start listening to some of my earlier podcasts or whatever or um some videos of me or pictures because of all the type of you know technology that we have now basically hopefully it will be at a point where taking acid just isn't cool anymore you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's not rebellious anymore that's the exactly thing. like, like that's been happening with weed more and more, where it's like, yeah, it used to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember whenever I was a kid smoking weed, like, like hiding in like a gully, you know, somewhere <laughs> like a fucking, like next to oh like a God, storm yeah. drain or something, hoping that nobody sees me. Yeah. With my little ghetto, freaking can. Yeah. <laughs> can be... pipe, soda can. <laughs> Yeah, and see, seeing this stuff now, like, like it sounds so, like, like in a lot of countries, the way that they have regulated it, and I mean, 
I mean, states, you know, a lot yeah. of the ways that they have regulated make it seem like, like it's some type of tea or something. Yeah. You know? It's insane. Man. Yeah. So, and, and I think that that will eventually happen with psychedelics and people are yeah. always going to use stuff like that to, to have a good time at like music festivals or whatever. But one thing that I've always tried to explain to people, because I don't know about you, but I've always heard anytime anybody ever says that <clears throat> something along the lines of like, oh, I'll never do mushrooms or acid again. I did those once or mm. twice and, and I had the worst time. They, it was horrible. And I always ask them, I was like, did, did you do it at a party? Or did you do it like around people? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, that's your problem. Because you oh my did God, it at yeah. a fucking party. <laughs> you shouldn't do yeah. mushrooms at a party unless you're like really, really used to it and you know exactly what you're doing and like what you yeah. want to do. Like you shouldn't do mushrooms at a party. Oh my God. Like, no, it's because I, re I remember there was a story of this one guy who, who was, who had taken mushrooms or something or, or acid and, and he was like tripping balls and he went over to his friend and, and he was like, dude, I think I just realized that like we're all one and, and all this like beautiful shit, man. And then his friend was like, uh, oh my God, what did he say? He was like, you're, you're gay, man. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Like, like Totally gay, bro. Terrible. What are you talking about, <laughs> yeah. man? Why don't yeah, you have a shot like and that, chill man. the fuck out, man? You sound like exactly, a, total, yeah. a total clown. <laughs> like the yeah. complete opposite of what like someone in that position should hear. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, they're they're getting like an actual dose of like divinity and feeling at one with the universe, <laughs> and then they just get dragged back down to earth by somebody who has <laughs> no idea what they're feeling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's just not yeah. a good environment. If you want to do, I always tell people that the the best place, and no, I I have only had like one or two takers on this, but. I'll never stop recommending it to people. I think the best way to do it, and Terrence McKenna actually said this too, if you're going to do mushrooms, take a decent-sized dose by yourself at home alone in a darkened room. Pull the mm. shades if it's during the day or at night yeah. um, and, and just lie in your bed, throw some headphones on, get a good uh, playlist going. If anybody needs a good playlist, I have one specific for this exact thing. Ooh, and, that's insane. Uh, and just relax for the next three or four hours and you will have a very, very good experience. I actually yeah. did that for somebody. I, um, it, she asked me if, uh, if, if I could, if she could get some mushrooms and I was like, yeah, but I, my one stipulation is that you have to spend some time like lying down on the couch or, or in a bed by yourself mm. and she did and I, I, I told her to just do it for like you know at least an hour and she's like all right all right I'll do it and she ended up spending the entire experience there on the couch and I checked in on her wow. a couple of times like you doing okay she's like I'm doing great <laughs> and yeah. you know she she cried she had had a lot of issues in her younger life yeah. as somebody who I'm very close with 
um, um, family member. Um, and she like had like a, a wonderful experience, cathartic experience. Wow. And like I said, spent basically four hours just lying there. And that's what yeah. I always tell people is like, it's scary to try to get into it. But once you actually get into it, just lying there and chilling out and listening to music, closing your eyes, going back. Mm. It's the, it really does. I think do like the, what mushrooms are supposed to do in a therapeutic right. way. Right. And I've done it probably 15 to 20 times like that. Yeah. And it, it really helped me with a lot of things. Yeah. It, it really leaves you no, uh, no, no choice. You know what I mean? At that point, like, it's kind of like pinning you down in a way. And, um, like, <laughs> brings everything out. Exactly. In a non judgmental way. Oh, yeah. And, and once it starts, pouring out you know it's like you say like timothy leary used to say you know just kick your feet up and lean back you know or mm -hmm. and flow a stream or or whatever yeah flow down the flow go with the flow i think is what he said kick your feet up and go with the flow yeah yeah and, <laughs> you know it it can be really fun to do acid at a concert I've done oh that yeah times too. i actually sure. went to a concert last night oh really what would you see i saw all them witches all them witches where yeah. at dallas dallas yeah i've never heard of that who, who what do they do uh they're like this rock band man yeah, yeah. pretty cool yeah yeah and it was crazy uh after the the concert i went there was this band that opened for them. There was like a pure girl band. Mm -hmm. And I went up to the drummer. And I'm not, uh, I went up to the drummer and I, I, I was like, hey, I guess I saw her outside. I was like, your show was so good, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, can I have your Instagram or something? Well, I originally said Snapchat, but she, she said no. Okay. <laughs> So, so she was like, hey, you can find me on, on Instagram with a band name. And I was like, all right, cool. There cool. you go. So, yeah, man. I sent her a text. And, like, I found her on Instagram. I sent her a text, and she replied, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a really cool, like, moment I had with this girl from the band. That is really cool. <laughs> I hey, love hey, doing that stuff. Let me do Technology. Technology <laughs> <laughs> well, is awesome, man. Oh, it is. And especially for um, artists, I know we haven't even gotten into uh, into the music stuff, but, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I haven't actually asked you this um, because, folks, I'm getting to know Eric along with you. Um, so what kind of music do you play and what mm. um, what what instruments do you play? What do you like to do? So I actually play piano. I like to play the oh. keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to learn myself. See oh, that back very there? nice, man. Wow. That's yeah. very impressive. I got a, I like that. I got a RD 700 um, GX, I think. 
Nice. It's a, it's a nice, nice little. Uh, um, oh yeah. Electronic keyboard, weighted keys. Got oh, that's some, nice. Uh, got some synthesizer capability. It's really that's fun. Nice, it's got an arpeggiator yeah. and a and a rhythm thing in there. So that's awesome, man. I I've been that's singing good. for like twelve years now. Oh, really? Twelve nice, or thirteen man. years now, but I I don't know anything about music in general. So I've uh, yeah. Hank is a singer songwriter. Oh, okay, but, that's cool. And and he he knows a lot of music theory, so he's been teaching me a little bit here and there. But yeah. um, I've been trying to learn a little bit about music, uh, so that's cool to hear. You're uh, you're a piano player. Yeah, How long man. Have you been doing that. Well, good question. Probably like uh, I don't know. See, because there was a time like when I was like seven, mm-hmm. which was like I'm 19 now, <clears throat> so that was like 12 years ago, and basically. I took some classes and I stopped playing and then I got invited to play with the church for some reason. And so I was like, Hey, old teacher that used to teach me back when I was, in, when I was seven years old, could you uh, teach me how to play these like two church songs that say like, don't give me any like scales or <laughs> don't make me read anything. Just like make me be able to play this. I don't care if I can't read chords. it. Yeah, just tell me what to I'll play. count them out. Basically, yeah. And so he taught me how to play two songs, which wasn't that hard, you know, wasn't that difficult. And after that, I like just slowly started getting back into it. And obviously, I loved chords, and I just kept playing songs with chords and just kept going. And yeah, that's pretty much it, man. So I would say like. Yeah, 12 years I've been playing. 12 years. So you are probably a uh, a pretty good pianist. And let me tell you, <laughs> no. I am... I'm not, man. I, I like... I, I've tried to play the guitar before. Um, oh, yeah. I took some classical guitar lessons whenever I was a teenager. And I also tried That's to play nice. the drums. Tried to play. Tried took some Ooh, nice. drum lessons. Did not yeah. like the drums. Not a fan of the playing the drums. Hmm. It's too. <laughs> yeah. It's just. I. I. I yeah. It, it. I can't even describe why I didn't like it, but it was frustrating as hell for me to try and play the drums. Um, hmm. yeah. I tried playing the guitar. The guitar I liked a little bit better. Um, the guitar is cool. But piano, I, I of all the instruments I've tried, I've enjoyed the piano the most. Me too, man. And I used to play the... I'm sorry, what were we going to say? I was just going to say, although uh, my, my voice, if you count that an instrument, obviously that's my main one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I really wish I could sing. But yeah, um, I, for example, you, I, I've played bass clarinet in my high school band, like in high school. Oh, really? I was I was really good. and I never tried a woodwind. Oh, yeah? Were you brass or what? No, no. <laughs> No, I try. I try to do drum shit. I did. I. I, sh- I, oh, okay. I guess I should say I did try to play the flute once. Oh um, really? But uh, I played guitar in in band in school. Um, oh, that's sick. But not that's only really for sick. a year. That's cool. I, and I would have rather sang. I wish I was singing. Yeah. I was just to be honest. You know, it was really funny. This actually reminded me whenever you said earlier of that guy like 
being being like, oh, I feel like we're all one and that guy being like oh you're gay like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that actually happened to me whenever yeah. i was playing instruments like like flute and singing like oh that's gay you gotta play the drums yeah. or the guitar and i was like oh okay i guess that's the that's the the thing that will make me cool as a guy oh my god it's just i, I was really insecure at the time and i just i had no idea what i really wanted to do yeah no man i mean i don't think we ever really know what we want to do mm -hmm. or what we're gonna do you know what i'm saying like because i remember at the time when i was it was like fifth grade and we had to choose our instrument that we were gonna play for the rest of yeah like whenever the year or whatever and i remember going to every instrument and obviously hella stereotypicalized uh like by gender and and weird stuff like all the cool kids would go to percussion yeah that was, it. that was it yeah and and it was really really strange you know because you would get there late and then it would be like oh sorry you can't play percussion anymore because it's full mm -hmm. you know so it's like okay cool whatever and so basically they told me i would be good for tuba because of my... <laughs> yeah because of my lips or whatever and... <laughs> of your lips. that's so funny dude you got you got know, good tuba man. lips <laughs> that's funny i didn't know how to nice. take that man i was like, I, know, I have no idea how you would take like that too i know man but i remember the... that's hilarious not gonna lie i hope that's not a, so a sore subject that is i've never heard oh, that no. shit. that's so funny of course man. Oh, man. Uh, yeah but I, I just remember like i i said no to like all the instruments and i went yeah. to the clarinet because my crush chose the clarinet ah. and i was like oh i'm so smart i'm gonna i'm gonna go play the same instrument as her i did the same so, thing with the drums <laughs> <laughs> yeah man and at the time that that seems so logical it seems so smart mm -hmm. you know like if i could just like get that. into close proximity with her surely she'll <laughs> fall in love with me fifth grader logic exactly, there man. i know bro but the craziest thing is that these choices, like I ended up playing bass clarinet. Well, I ended up switching to bass clarinet because I was a clarinet player and I ended up playing it all throughout high school, which gave me all of my music theory mm -hmm. knowledge. And that put me out into the piano because I had piano practice rooms and and it, it was it was crazy, you know. But, but yeah, I mean, because there's two points I'm trying to make here. And one is that the piano is probably my favorite instrument out of all of them. They're really cool. And the second point I guess I'm trying to make is that, like, some of the, uh, like, the choices that we make seem so so logical at the time and then we think back and look at them when they're like why would i ever do that 
you know but it's like we're always like we're always in that state of 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 making decisions and mm-hmm. and you know always having to be put um faced with the like the making a choice and kind of just being okay with that choice you know or or whatever you know and just letting it happen you know when it's always it's it's so much of a different experience being in the moment and having to make a decision regardless of your age or whatever your experience yeah than it is to try and either think about like what you should have done in the past or what you would do if you were faced with that situation in the future like you can come up with all this different stuff but yeah. when you're in the moment it's mm. it's not the same it's mm. a lot different when everything's going on right. around you you make right. up shit in your mind and we we project that sort of stuff all the time you know it's it's yeah. crazy how much we project these kinds of things of like we do I, I I I always make fun of like armchair quarterbacks on uh, on on like Reddit or Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's like you know somebody's like, oh well, some talking about some celebrity or or even or a politician or something like that. Like this is what you need to do. Like, well, you know, if you were in that situation, you'd probably be even worse. <laughs> like you exactly. have no idea how hard. And how complicated exactly. it is to be in a position of authority or be in a position, yeah, a difficult position. Even like, oh yeah, I, I work in uh, in construction management, and I I hate it. Like everybody acts like, oh well, I'd I'd love to be my own boss or I'd love to be in charge and stuff. And I'm over here like, I just wish somebody would tell me what to do. I'm tired of telling people what to. <laughs> it sucks. It really, I mean, yeah. it's part of the industry too, but fuck, I am, it's exhausting to do what I do. And I, I, I used to yeah. work in, in just like the, on, on cruise and stuff and I'm not getting paid um, a ton more than I used to. And so I'm just like sitting over here like, man, it is not it is not as fun as it seems to like make your own schedules or mm. like have to have to like keep up with deadlines and have to like 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 make up like how you're going to handle the situation no. some people are really into that kind of stuff and more power to you but like me personally i've learned that this isn't exactly for me i may want to do something like this i enjoy making up my own schedule for podcasts that's one thing but having oh a fucking deal with like like i have people call me up and like hey i've got this issue with this homeowner can you come and help me and i'll drive over there and then i'll suddenly just be getting screamed at by some old lady and i'm just like i'm well i, I didn't even know this was going on i'm sorry and they're just like well why didn't you know this was going on just like well, fuck. yeah Ah, you know, <laughs> I deal with so much bullshit and stress I get exhausted with it and I've just I think that like you said like we never really know what we want to do what we're going to do until we try it and it's whether yeah. whether it's career whether it's creative whether it's spiritual whether it's like personal health based like 
I think it's really important for us to just kind of dive in and try some stuff and see where it takes us. And if it doesn't take you where you want to go, that's okay. You can you can backtrack some. We got plenty of time. And that's the beauty of it, man. Yeah, you can try again. Do there's something no different. rush. <laughs> yeah, there's no rush. There's no rush, man. I love that. That's actually yeah. probably my favorite part about Ram Dass's uh, philosophy. Is the oh idea yeah, it's like yeah, you got as many tries as you want. Yeah, it's like the metaphor of feel like doing. how long we've been doing this for. It's like the bird is great. A bird flying with a scarf hitting a, a mountain, and like the amount of time it would take for the mountain to to break down is the amount of time that we've been doing this reincarnation stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's it's really cool, man, because like at that at that point, you just kind of face to be put back in the moment, you know, which is which is all there is. I feel like, because like we um we are always like even if we don't like it, we are always like we always have to to make a choice, you know, like we're always choosing to do something, you know, whether it's you, whether, even if you're doing nothing, you know, you're still choosing, you're still doing nothing, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's, you're doing something. And so I feel like that's part of just like, uh, one of the, like the, for the, the first noble truth, you know, there will be suffering there. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that, uh, that, that ability to 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 say oh okay we can uh if you want we can <laughs> we can take that trip or we can take this one or whatever it is that you want to do at a time it'll be fine like it'll be okay you know you can do that one and at the time it's so funny because it will seem like you have changed somehow, you know what I'm saying? Like you're looking back at it and you were like, oh yeah, I should have done this or something because now I've changed and I'm better. And and first of all, I think that's really cool. That's kind of just like looking back at all the shit that you've climbed up, you know? Yeah. And just like looking up and just not knowing how much more there is to go, you know what I'm saying? I think about that all the time, especially yeah. now. Like, I, I really, I, I've been singing for a long time, but it's mostly been myself, by myself. And I, but I really got into like doing art in general, <clears throat> a lot of like visual mm-hmm. stuff and trying to get into music more over the past like four or five years. Mm-hmm. And I find that, um, it's taught me to to do that, to kind of take stock every now and then and look back and say like, okay, well, I'm unhappy with where I am now, but let me look back at where I've come from and how far I've, I've progressed. And yeah, yeah I want to continue getting better, whether it's my mental health or my physical health or my art or my um, relationships. I want this to keep on going forward and getting better, but let me just kind of take a step back and look at mm. what I, where I started here. Right. And exactly. I have a couple of my art pieces that are, um, that 
were like some of my first things that I did. And I love breaking yeah. those out every now and then and setting them next to the things that I oh, recently yeah. have done. Yeah. And just seeing like, hey, this is where I started and this is where yeah. I've come. I'm not where I want to be completely and mm-hmm. probably won't for a long time. But look at how much yeah. progress I've made. Yeah, exactly. And, and no matter what, there always seems to be progress. Yeah, you know? it's funny. That's the funny part. <laughs> even if you don't want it to be it seems like there is you know even if like i think that's one type of proof that we're not perfect you know that's another one of ramda's philosophies that i love it's like listen we're not perfect if we were perfect you wouldn't be here like we're here because we are gonna fail yeah. you know <laughs> don't be disappointed if you fail or if something doesn't work out because that's why essentially you're here, you know? Yeah, exactly. If you didn't have anything to work through, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be here. That's the, that's one of the biggest yeah. things behind <laughs> you even karma and reincarnation place. that people don't think about is just that like yeah. the, the implication of your existence under this, uh, under this philosophical system or theological system is that, you are here because you want to be here and you mm. want, and, and maybe even this stuff that you're suffering through, there's a karmic thing about it. Like you want to experience this at some point because you've done some action that leads to this. Like this is part of your experience and you want to go through this mm. even if it's yeah. painful. Exactly. And in just <laughs> another thing that I love that Ram Das talks about a lot is like, you don't necessarily have to do anything like you're going to get there eventually <laughs> and yeah, it's an yeah. inevitable thing it's just how long do you want to take and how many experiences exactly. do you want to go through yeah yeah of it it makes me think a lot of like the there's this zen idea there's like this story of it's a very very popular story i'm sure you've heard of it before of this farmer who basically um it's like his his horse run away his horse his horse ran away sorry i just forgot english there for a second <laughs> i'm bilingual so that happens yeah. a lot it's really strange by the way people eric's bilingual <laughs> so yes be impressed this is in his second language <laughs> you want to speak spanish let me know i can we can dub it I, up i would love some help <laughs> with my spanish trust me oh, he's yeah. also a neuroscientist which we haven't actually got into yet so. oh yeah <laughs> but okay. go on with this because i know what story you're about to say and it's a good one. Oh yeah okay so basically this farmer's horse runs away and all of the villagers are like feel free to correct me if uh if i'm not telling you right excuse me but basically um the horses run away and the villagers are like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That sucks. Mm-hmm. That must be terrible. And the farmer is just like, oh, well, who knows? You know. And then the next day, one of the horses comes back with like two other wild horses. And then they're like, oh yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's congratulations. That was amazing. And the farmer was like, oh, well, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day, his son broke his leg riding one of the wild horses mm-hmm. 
you know, the religious are like, oh my God, that sucks. I'm so sorry. You know, that must be terrible. And then the farmer was like, oh, who knows? You know, you know. Mm-hmm. And the next day, <laughs> they were like, the, the military was going around recruiting people, but they didn't recruit the son because he had a broken leg. So the villagers were like, oh, that's so good. But you know, that's yeah, the farmer says, you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Who knows? yeah, exactly, man. That's like, uh, that's like the whole, the whole perspective, you know, of like, there's, there's really just like, you know, the, um, the illusion that you're going to make like the wrong choice or the right choice you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but in reality there's honestly no type of way that you can or could have known whether that was a good or bad decision you know yeah and you know i love the uh i don't know if you've read the bhagavad gita but oh yeah I love the line <laughs> sorry, in the Bhagavad Gita. I figured. I love the line in the Bhagavad Gita where uh, Krishna says that um, you have the right to action, but you don't have the right to the fruit of your action. Oh, yeah. So all you have to do is act and then leave the rest up to up to me, I think he says. But uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah it's it's the idea that you know make an action and then move on and yeah. the i love that philosophy yeah. because the idea is and and people misinterpret this a lot because people whenever they hear that a lot of times the knee jerk reaction is to say like oh so you're just not going to care about it like it's an amoral thing like where you're you're just going to do good or bad things as you feel and then not care about anything you do but it's not (laughs) that's somebody who hasn't really read the text yeah Um, like it's so like it's someone saying why it's bad to donate to charity or something it's like someone trying to explain that yeah Yeah. (laughs) or give or give money to a homeless person on the side of the road right which can totally happen you know yeah like you could totally do that, but but, uh, but uh, let's be honest, you're you're probably not doing that. You're probably just trying to give someone some money. You yeah, know? and and that's the thing is that like you act and then you leave the rest up to the universe, basically. Exactly. You know, you do, you're just trying to do what you feel is the right thing, and you know then you don't you don't worry over the consequences and that's kind of goes to um to the whole be here now thing of like mm-hmm. you're not worried about the future you're not worried about the past right if you screw up if bad things come about then hey you know move on you screwed up yeah you can learn from it um yeah. and and try to move on no big deal but the the important thing is to just try to do what's right and and do your best and that'll be enough that's that's plenty if you're trying to be a good person i think that that's enough yeah you don't have to be a saint yeah because if you're drawn to be a saint well then it'll probably happen for you that you'll meet some particular people like ram das did or krishna das did or um what's his name uh 
uh, the singer guy. It, it, Christian does. Christian no. does. Yeah, he, the, he's oh, the Kirtan guy. About... I'm talking about um, oh my God, the no, guy who actually introduced Ramdas to <sighs> Maharaji. I have him on here. Oh, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. He has great it's... renditions of some of the some of the Hindu them him. Oh yeah, I follow, I follow him on Instagram. He has a he has a great Instagram page. Fine, Bhagavan Das. Bhagavan Das. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Bhagavan Das is amazing. I love Bhagavan Das. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. No, uh, uh, go on. I just want I just want to say there was this um, it reminded me of this verse from the Bible. Where it, it it talks about how I'm I'm gonna butcher it up, so I'm, I apologize. <laughs> okay. It was basically like uh, just worry about like God or worry about putting God first or something like that, and and not like your food or your like shirt or whatever, and like all your needs will be fulfilled, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, I completely forgot what verse or chapter or whatever, but but yeah, and I, and I think that's that kind of translates into like just fully being in the moment. Yeah, well, there's a lot yeah. of stuff in the Bible like that. Yeah, um, and I always try to explain to people that like all these spiritual texts, they basically say the same thing. Yeah, and the one in the Bible is like. Like basically, I'm paraphrasing, but like, look at the sparrows. They don't worry about their clothing or where they get food, <laughs> and yet I clothe them. Uh, yeah, you know, the flowers of the field are painted in more beautiful colors yeah. than you could ever arraign yourself in in clothing, and yet they don't even try. I provide for them, so you shouldn't worry about your own. Yeah, and yeah, it's there's there's a lot of this stuff that that parallels in all these different religions and um there's a there's like an undercurrent of mysticism in all religions i think Mm, that goes into that like we're all one everything's okay you don't need to worry too much death is an illusion yeah (laughs) and so is yeah and it seems like that the the way that a spiritual person talks to someone it usually tends to sound like um like some kind of helping advice or something like it's giving some type of like healing or something you know what i mean and it's really it's really strange because it seems like the only people who are looking out for all of these gurus and all of these answers and everything like it seems like all they're getting is just healing you know and i guess it's really oblivion to say that people who aren't going for you know going to india to the himalayans aren't necessarily um like um They aren't necessarily, they don't need healing. That's what I'm trying to say. But rather more like people who don't need healing, you will a lot of time not find them at one of these retreats or 
churches gatherings or spiritual gatherings or you know what i'm saying you're like life meditations or stuff like that you know what i'm saying so and i think i just think that's really interesting i think a lot of the healing stuff is due to people looking into the past too much and being like exactly i i'm i'm fucked up and I can't move forward and I can't do this or I can't do that because I need right. healing. And right. I understand that in a certain, like the, the sort of, um, the urge that is, excuse me, the desire to do that. Um, because I, I have depression issues and I have issues with childhood trauma and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's one of those things of like, you know, there's, there's a place for that healing, mm. but you can't just turn everything in your spiritual life into healing. You have to, because that's all just looking in the past. You have to turn it into yeah. growth as well. And yeah. you don't, and you have to realize that just because you have to heal more doesn't mean you can't grow at the same time. And yeah. I've had to learn that where like, I think a lot of people think that like I can't start being a, getting into a spiritual practice. I haven't even figured my shit out and I haven't even gotten over this or that or an addiction or something like that. It's like, no, 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 no. Actually getting into this and trying to grow more and doing these, these positive things, they'll help you heal on that on is the practice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you'll, you don't have to make healing the forefront. The healing will come naturally. Yeah. It's the growth that, yeah. that you should focus on. It's looking forward that you should focus mm. on. And and really, I and not even looking forward, focusing on what's happening right now. Focusing on the exactly. Present. That's what it is, man. That's 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 I don't know. That's a big difference because, you know, there's people who go out, and to hear them that to hear that message. They'll go all over the world just to hear that, you know, just be here now. Yeah. That's it, you know. But, but, you know, they they still go and try to find something, you know. And by doing that, it's like they're actually running away from that very thing that they want to find, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah. yeah, And so the, yeah, it's, I guess people who are, in the moment aren't necessarily looking for ways to to looking for ways for people to tell them how to be in the moment you yeah. know they're more like okay well i don't want to listen to this really old bearded guy talk about <laughs> how to be in the moment i'd rather go and I don't know, play Xbox or something, whatever they want to do or yeah. whatever being in the moment for them is because, I, I mean, generally it feels like a lot of the time who are, a lot of people who are seeking, it seems like they are, um, they're kind of looking for something that's that's kind of already there. Yeah. And people who aren't seeking kind of understand that somehow. I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're they're looking around for it because they want to. I heard this great uh, this great line by um, you know who um, Alan Watts is. Oh yeah, of course. I figured. Yeah, no. So Alan Watts uh, was was saying one time um, 
about how like so, sometimes Zen masters, if you have somebody come to them and um, like they they're really into like, oh, no, I, I, I know that you've got some kind of method and mm. and I need to go through the method. The Zen masters are like, oh, OK, you're one of those people. Mm. And the idea is like you feel like you have to suffer to get to where you need to be. You have to like struggle and strive to get exactly. there. So I'm going to create this this regime for you to struggle yeah. and strive and to meditate all this time and and really really right. and then you'll feel like you've earned your right to be enlightened. But <laughs> <laughs> if you if you don't feel like you need to do that, really all you got to do is just be in the moment all the time and that's yeah. the same thing. But these people feel right. like they need to have a, like a rite of passage, and I think that that's most yes. people. Like we, we have a hard time giving ourselves permission to do this kind of thing. Right. And I think the same thing goes for a lot of these, these people who are um, who get into, uh, especially Westerners who get into this this type of spirituality where they're like, oh, I need to have this like fancy yoga type or meditation type or you know go through uh, yeah. this particular regime it's like, like well, my, when i meditate my knees really. have to hurt <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 it's like no it not has really to be, it has to be painful yeah you've got to be <laughs> in the lotus position count. i'm not even allowed to meditate until i can get my 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 feet above like right. on my quads and like right. tie myself in a pretzel Right. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. It's, it's extra like, points if you have a belt. Too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and some incense burning and uh, oh, a, nice, yeah. a nice Buddha or Murti around. Yeah, and, you of know, course, yeah. of course. And a nice gotta cushion. Have, yeah, got to have everything <laughs> perfect before I meditate. It's like, exactly. no, you can actually just like meditate sitting in your office chair. Just turn everything on. Yeah. And just, yeah. Yeah, just, <laughs> just right now, you know, for a second. Relax. <laughs> Stop. And um, this yeah. is another thing that was funny earlier that, that you said that made me think of this is like, like you were saying that like just doing nothing, like you're doing something. Well, most people, they almost never do nothing. They And, and mm. if you ask somebody like, hey, can you try to spend five minutes truly doing nothing? Just sit there and do nothing it freaks people out like they can't handle yeah. it. most people can't yeah, handle can. five minutes of nothing they can't <laughs> they Why have not? to have constant stimulation <laughs> like can i put on some music or something like no just just do nothing yeah. just sit there for five minutes it's still it's supposed to be the easiest thing in the world yep and it's one of the hardest yeah why is that so <laughs> why can't you do it you know? i don't know and I'm I'm one of the, I'm like I have a hard time too. Like meditation yeah. is not easy, yeah. and I've I have a lot of different things. And usually my my successful methods they're not doing nothing. My my favorite mm -hmm. method is to do mantra meditation, and mm. I do it on a mala. So I just do like like the mm. the hundred and eight repetitions of a certain mantra, and mm. it usually lasts about ten minutes. Uh, it's not too bad. But, what mantra do you use? Um, there's a there's a few different ones. I know a lot of different mantras, but um, my favorite one to use is usually um, Om Hanumate Namaha, which is mm. a, a Hanuman mantra. Um, mm. I also use the, the one of the, the main Buddhist Buddhist mantras is Om Mani Padme Hum. Oh, so yeah. I use that one. 
Um, and then I also use um, the Hare Krishna. And then yeah. the uh, there's another Krishna mantra I use called uh, it, it it goes um um Om um Om Namo Vasudevaya Namaha. Oh wow! Or Om Namo Vasudevaya. It, it, it's it's there's a few different variations of it. Hmm. Um, I I think the the main one is just Om Namo Vasudevaya, and the Krishna, his father was named Vasudeva, hmm. so it's it's like a, a a Krishna mantra, and uh, I know some longer ones, but. Um, yeah. I usually try to use the shorter ones for for mantra practice because it doesn't take very long and it, it it's like it works really really well for me. Yeah. It doing just I don't I don't do some kind of like fancy intonation. I just kind of like yeah. whisper it, say it under my breath a little bit. Yeah. And and go around the the mala. I have a I have a mala. It's got 108 beads on it. Mm-hmm. And it like I said it takes about 10 minutes no big deal yeah and it, it afterwards i always feel so much better and i can do a longer oh, yeah. mantra if i want to do a longer meditation or just do yeah, it, multiple rounds on the mala yeah yeah it's 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 crazy how much like after you actually like make yourself do the meditation or you make yourself just like i don't know smile for five seconds or just <laughs> to take a breath you know there does seem to be like a good outcome, like a positive side effect, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I've, I've heard part of it described before as like at some point, at some, somewhere in the world, there's someone, there's a group of people or, or something singing or saying that mantra. Yeah, the ohm. There's always yeah. someone somewhere saying There's, the ohm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's always someone in some temple, you know, chanting or whatever. Yeah. And and I feel like that's kind of like putting the attention onto like this, like thing that people have been kind of like rolling on for, for like a really long time. And so when you're saying it, you're still kind of like adding on to that cycle and yeah if you just sit there and ohm for a while it'll take you out like yeah out of this world yeah that's insane just the ohm just doing the ohm it can be a really powerful mantra yeah yeah it's it's funny because a lot of people like we're saying will read all the all the teachings and we'll read the books and whatever and we'll just not actually you know apply them into their life yeah it's like buddha says do the teachings you know like don't only read them do them you know (laughs) there's this great story i heard about this uh this particular um zen temple and they have all the the zen teachings on like scrolls and stuff and they have this like rotating cabinet sort of thing and once (laughs) a year um they do this ceremony where they grab it and swing the cabinet like rotate the cabinet around really fast while all the monks are around and then they say that's just as good as reading it (laughs) (laughs) say that's our reading for the year (laughs) they just give it give it a swing (laughs) but their whole thing is like 
Oh, the sacred ticks are, are, aren't really all that big. You just got to do the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like, and, and uh, as I'm sure you've um, learned this since you seem to have read a lot of, a lot of stuff um, in this vein where it, a lot of it is like, it can get very complicated and very intense, but it, it's very simple when you mm-hmm. break it all down like when you get yeah. into what it all leads to it's actually really simple yeah it's simple stuff sure. the conclusion yeah. is simple yeah and i feel like those are the scariest type of books in my opinion yeah like the, like the yoga sutras or something like that yeah exactly like the bible and stuff like like those are really the scary bible, yeah if, it's if huge you, <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's so dense yeah, and that makes every other book look tiny, man. Or the Mahabharata, the whole one. Whew. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. Massive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so once you read some of these books, it's like you can go to any bookshelf and really not be intimidated at all. You know, you're yeah, like, come on, yeah. bring it on, motherfucker. I've done, yeah. I've, I've, I've done 250 MGs this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this. I can do anything. <laughs> oh man yeah there's another great line um i forget exactly who it was from um it may have been ramakrishna but uh he said uh actually this might have been from the bhagavad gita but i'm i'm blanking on where exactly it's from but it was basically like there's no need to uh or, or trying to get your spiritual knowledge from the scriptures is like somebody who draws water from the well when there's rivers flowing all around them. Mm. And yeah. the idea is like, yeah, you can you can get it from this stuff, but it's all around you. The information, yeah. all you got to do is open your eyes and look and take a look around, and then you'll see. Yeah, exactly. It's like a most religions are like, um, like a like a transportation, you know, and. And like most transportation in the world, usually whenever you're taken from point A to point B, you get out of your car. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You don't stay in your car. Yeah. You know, you get out of the car once you get, you know, yeah, to you the... brought me here now. Bye bye. Exactly. Yeah. Bye. You can get <laughs> Thank it's you. The same thing for much. psychedelics. It's the same thing for religion. Exactly. You just need it's to the get vehicle. there and have the experience and then you can right. you don't need to you don't need to make it your identity. Exactly. Which a it's lot of people like, do with religion it, and psychedelics too. Exactly. They stop they stop praising the vehicle. They'll praise yeah. the teaching still. You know, that's how you get a priest and, and all these all these different people, you know. Yeah. Who you start praising them or the church or whatever instead of you know what's actually here you know the moment or yourself or whatever you want to call it the soul or whatever yeah a lot i i heard it once said that it's like you know zen buddhism is a finger pointing at the moon but sometimes Hmm. people get wrapped around staring at the finger rather (laughs) than the moon (laughs) yeah exactly yeah (laughs) yeah Mm. yeah well eric i have got to take a piss and i think it's a i think it's a good place to wrap things up 
Yes, sir. But this has been great. I'd love to have you back on. Um, we didn't oh, really get to, into uh, uh, some of to. the stuff that I'd like to like to talk about, and we have recurring oh, yeah. guests on here, so. Oh yeah. Um, but this has been a wonderful conversation. Thanks so much for coming on. Yes, thank you. Thank I you. I really so appreciate you. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much, man. Well, let's talk again soon. All right, and uh, I'll, I'll hit you up after this, and uh, we can chat a little bit more. But. Uh, yeah, we'll have you on again soon. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next week.